Hello everyone, welcome to Love and a Little Magic, the podcast about life magically. I'm Fairly Theta. I was chopping vegetables last week, standing at my counter, and caught sight of a magnet on my fridge that I kind of forgot was there. It's this little black magnet with white lettering on it, and it says, my mission in life is to make people as uneasy as possible. It's a quote attributed to Edward Gorey. It's written in his very unmistakable hand-lettered font. If you've ever read an Edward Gorey comic, you'll know exactly what font I'm talking about. I think I bought it at the Strand when I first moved to New York City, like, years ago. And at the time, I thought I was living this mission. You know, my hair was dyed electric blue, I would wear crazy makeup out to, you know, like, get groceries in the middle of the day, and I definitely dressed like a total weirdo. Um, But that was kind of it. Like, if I'm being totally honest, the only transgressive behavior I was engaged in was turning myself into a poison dart frog every time I left the house. And that's not really (laughs) anything, you know? Um, Imposing on people's line of sight is not exactly making them uneasy. Certainly there were people who were quite uneasy with the way that I looked, um, my parents among them. (laughs) But, you know, if we're being real, it wasn't like I was behaving any differently than I do now. Um, I apologized for everything. I, you know, was as polite as possible. I, you know, deeply empathized with everybody's polite ever. And now that I think about it, as I was chopping Brussels sprouts or yams or whatever it was, and I was kind of mulling over this mantra in my head, I realized that I probably make people more uneasy now than I did then with normal hair and totally acceptable clothing and, you know, very neutral makeup. And that's because now I say what I mean most of the time. If you're watching this, listening to this around when I post it, this week we have both the Aquarius new moon and we have Mercury station direct in Capricorn um, after what feels like a very, very, very (laughs) long retrograde. Um, and as I was kind of putting together my forecasts for, you know, the season and also the week, um, I've actually begun writing a weekly forecast, um, if anyone is not on my newsletter list, that astrologer.substack.com, um, every Monday a horoscope goes out for the week ahead, and this week, these are, these are definitely themes that come up. You know, Aquarius is a sign of both the collective, but also of the revolutionary. And this is a concept that's really worth examining, especially right now. 
one of the ways that I remember Aquarius, um, that I think about Aquarius, you know, from, from the teachers that I learned from and the books that I, you know, really internalized is that Aquarius is about humanity, but not necessarily humans. And that is absolutely the energy that I feel like we're living in right now. You know, when it comes to unease, <laughs> I'm reminded of this every single time I have a conversation with somebody. And I'm talking about like real life conversations where it's like somebody you haven't seen in a while, because let's be real, we haven't seen most people in a while. Um, and you're like at a coffee shop and you're like, oh my God, how are you? You know, like, let's catch up. And at some point it just devolves into this like predictable nonsense. And someone will say like, oh my God, it's been crazy, right? And you're like, oh my God, yes, yeah, so crazy. And that's like the entirety of the conversation. And nothing is actually said <laughs> except that things are crazy. And it's like, yeah, okay, like, and? Um, and I think that it's because we don't want to make other people uncomfortable, but more so, we don't want to feel uncomfortable. This kind of goes back to the very first thing that we ever talked about together on this podcast um, in its current incarnation, the uncomfortable. And really what a tool it can be you know, these conversations don't go anywhere. They don't bond us to other people. And in a time when we feel so disconnected, so atomized, we need that connection. If it's a matter of making someone uncomfortable because they don't share your views, I don't know about you, but I'm at a point in my life where I feel like I'd rather lose a friend because they feel uncomfortable with me than I would keeping someone that I can't be honest with. We can't grow together if you're not willing to examine other viewpoints. I can't grow if I'm not willing to examine other viewpoints. And this is something that's definitely easier said than done. Don't get me wrong. This is an uncomfortableness, an unease that is wildly against what we search for. You know, comfort is absolutely a basic human necessity. We need security. And more than ever, I feel like we have to fight for everything. We have to fight for financial security. We have to fight for home security. We have to fight for security of identity. You know, all of these things are like battles every single day. Like I am exhausted by the end of the day, just like doing basic adult tasks. It's it's amazing that anybody gets anything done because just being <laughs> an independent human being is exhausting because everything's a fight. And now we've entered this very strange space where even social interactions are a fight to have anything said 
is a fight. I professionally hold space for others. It's what I do. You know, when I'm working, when I have appointments, I am putting myself wholly aside and allowing someone else to take up the space that they need, which is something that often people are not able to do for themselves or with their friends and family because they're expected to be a certain way. So I hold space for others and when it is allowed, when I feel that it's appropriate, I might encourage them to look at parts of the situations that they find themselves in and examine not only how they feel about it, but what they actually want from it, how they got there, how they can change it. These are all very uncomfortable concepts. But I've also found that in my personal interactions, it's very difficult to have this kind of exchange with others outside of a professional setting. Um, you know, everybody is very much occupied with what they are uncomfortable with, and given space, given openness, they will gladly tell you about this discomfort. But very rarely from a place of any understanding. We need to be able, as people, as human beings, to discuss these uncomfortable truths, these uncomfortable situations in life without worrying about how the other person feels about it. That's not to say attack other people or purposely shove discomfort in their faces rip away their sense of security, that, that's not what I'm saying at all. But we need to be able to sit together in a sense of discomfort, of unease, and examine why. What is it about it? What is it about the energy of the situation that makes us uncomfortable? And how can we maybe resolve that? Whether it's individually pooling our intellect, our experiences, or together as a group, as a community. I'm, I'm going to share an uncomfortable truth right now, and that is that community, which is absolutely a buzzword right now, you know, I'm seeing everybody and their dog talking about rebuilding community because it is something that is totally absent in our society right now. It can't happen if we're not willing to examine the discomforts that we experience together. And this only happens through free exchange. We need to feel secure enough to discuss our experiences. And I think part of this only comes from feeling heard. If you feel that your experience is being validated, if you feel that your experience is being observed, you're more willing to observe and experience and validate others. 
this is the only way that we come to a place of harmony, that we come to a place of comfort together. It's not easy. <laughs> it's not easy. But I think the biggest hurdle, first and foremost, is being okay with discomfort. You know, there are plenty of situations that make me very uncomfortable. I have absolutely been in spaces with people who will gladly share their experience of life that not only can I not remotely relate to, but goes completely counter to the things that I value in my own experience. But that doesn't mean that I get to invalidate their experience. That doesn't mean that I get to get my hackles up and get angry about it and lash out and, you know, um, cut them down in any way, shape, or form. We need to treat others with the respect that we would appreciate in return, but <laughs> we do need to be willing to have open, honest, dissenting conversations. It's okay to say, I understand that's your experience, it's not mine, and share your own. Difference is not invalidation. It's uncomfortable, sure, because we want to feel that we have everything in common with the people that we love. But that's not realistic, and in fact, it doesn't allow any of us to grow. You know, if you go back to that episode that I did, very beginning of this podcast, I still stand by that. Discomfort is one of our greatest tools for transformation. If we live solely in a place of comfort, we don't grow. If we don't push ourselves to explore, to move our boundaries, to figure out what it is that's holding us back, then we don't progress. We don't move on. And in a society that is so obsessed with progress, you know, we are obsessed with constant never-ending progress, you know, it's on every scale. How many times a, a year does a new phone come out, some model or another? You know, how many times does your operating system update itself at the most inconvenient time, <laughs> you know? Um, all of these things are forms of progress. We are supposed to accept progress at, at every turn, and yet, we rarely personally progress. Progress, progress, right? I mean, it's the same word. Um, I hate to be that person, but it's the same word. We need to progress. And yet, the progress that we are thrust into, that we are forced to accept, is very rarely actually the progress that we should be making, it doesn't actually ask us to grow at all. 
Growth is different. Growth is organic. It can't be forced. And it only comes when you're willing to accept it. I do believe there is such a thing as divine timing. Um, this is something that I addressed in my newsletter this week, um, as far as, you know, especially some of the symbolism of the astrology that we're dealing with this particular week, with some of the issues that we have been dealing with currently. Um, but at the same time, you know, it, it, only, it only further confirms to me that we come to things when we are ready. We can't be forced into progress. But we also can never get there if we are not open and encouraged. You know, I've been reading so many books on child development lately um, for obvious reasons, but it bears thought in adult life as well. If our basic needs are not met, then we have no reason to develop. Our development stalls out we need to attend to those basic needs. And really, as adult humans, these basic needs are food and shelter and, you know, a sense of some sort of belonging in, in some capacity, whether that's our family, our friends, whatever it is. Those needs are not being met for most of us. I, I think that's a reasonable statement to make, whether you're struggling with the wages that you're being paid, whether you're struggling with employment or, you know, f finding a, a job at all, whether you are struggling with your identity in that position. Maybe you have lost all of your friends. Maybe your family lives on the complete opposite side of the world and you've been separated by any number of craziness, you know, that's happened recently. These are all reasons why our development stalls. So, we need to turn this discomfort into something that we can be comfortable with and that only comes from getting really familiar with it and being open and being honest and sharing actual conversations. I'm not saying that your mission in life should be to make people as uneasy as possible, but I am saying maybe we shouldn't be afraid of making people uneasy at all. And certainly we should not be afraid of being uneasy because it could be the only way forward. This is something that I plan on exploring in a lot more depth on my blog, lifemagically.com. I've actually had a draft going about this for, oh my god, like two weeks now. No, uh, one week because I just remembered this magnet existed last week, so. <laughs> um, so I will be exploring this in more depth and, and I really would love to hear your thoughts on this. Um, I can't be the only person who's at this place at the moment. <laughs> You can reach out to me on Instagram at Fairly Theta. Um, you know, I also do have a newsletter that connect, collects all of these releases, my podcast, these videos, my blog. Um, you know, you can find that on lifemagically.com. And I do also, like I said, write horoscopes each week, um, as well as longer articles about archetypes and 
thematic things to be thinking about. And that's at thatastrologer.substack.com. All of these links are in the show notes, as well as if you're watching on YouTube, the comments below. I will see you guys again next week. And I hope that this week you get a little uncomfortable. And let me know how it goes. I'll talk to you then. Bye.